Hello and welcome to The Inner Gamer, episode number three. We are a podcast all about video games and the industry that creates them. Today is Wednesday, September 23rd, and I'm Brett Yanoski. I'm Austin Morales. We have a special guest today. It's Daryl Haynes. Well, thanks for joining us back here, Daryl, from the City of Angels. Yeah, no problem. Uh, it's always great to be here. Well, to be in LA, but also to be on the podcast with here is kind of a double... Yeah, but anyway... Great to be on the podcast. Two places at once type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I got it. <laughs> well, this week we'll be talking about Destiny, Metal Gear Solid Five again, a little bit on Tokyo Game Show from last week, and in-depth discussion on the revival of horror games. Get ready, because October is right around the corner, and I'm ready for some scares. Don't forget Halloween. I love Halloween. Me too. Do you dress up a lot? <laughs> no, it, I, I'm not. The dressing up's cool and all that, but I'm not. That's not the part of Halloween I'm into. I'm in the scary Halloween, like going to haunted houses, nice. being scared. That's the part of Halloween. I like the creepy Halloween. <laughs> Badass. Yeah, that's not me. But <laughs> but I appreciate those people that do enjoy that because it's. Do you cool. get scared? I mean, well, actually, no. I've never been to a haunted house. Believe it or not. Yeah, I've not gone to one. But you have to go. Anyway, we'll get into that discussion later, I'm, so I'm it'll be pretty awesome. Yeah, let's do that. Because I got a story. All right, All right anyway. <laughs> well, let's get started. So let's start off with what we've been playing this week. And Daryl, when we left you last week, you were just getting started on Metal Gear Solid. Um, and as I recall, you're probably a little bit farther along now since you kind of liked the game a little bit. Yeah, Where are you at? I, I love that game. It's maybe right now, I don't know. I'll have to take a step back later on, but right now it seems like the greatest game of all time. Oh my gosh. But anyway. <laughs> Man. Hey, you want to be the first. Um, But... Uh, yeah, last time, yeah, I I beat Ground Zeroes, and I did a whole bunch of extra missions so I could get more, um, I rescue more prisoners so they'll join my army and stuff, and I got more costumes, like I have his costumes from Ground Zero, a golden arm, it's really cool, and then today, like, I already had the horse, but then I got the three other buddies, I just finished and got the walker buddy. Nice. Oh, man. So what's your favorite buddy? I don't know. I haven't used Quiet or the Walker yet because Quiet okay. still. Well, I don't want to spoil it, but I haven't. I haven't been able to use Quiet or Walker, even though it's not a big spoil. I mean, the second you see Quiet, all this stuff. Happens, <laughs> you know what's happening. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, and then one mission it was awesome because I finally got the uh, sniper rifle that uh, shoots uh, sleep darts. Nice. And I put everybody to sleep. In the whole base here, I put everybody to sleep, and then a walker came at me, a guy in a walker, and he it was like, those guys are hard to put to sleep because you can't aim at their heads. Oh, yeah, you have to shoot them from behind. Yeah, only if you're hit, but he was like, he knew I was there, so he's shooting at me. I just threw oh. two grenades, blew him up, and then I had like so many soldiers asleep and I just like extracted all of them it was so cool Dang. it was so cool so you just put everybody to it was sleep. like all That's of your uh, your cash 
Do what? Yeah, but I have a full army now. And they were and also in this mission it's um it was a story mission, like one of the big story missions. So all the soldiers were really good. They all had great stats. So I was like, I'll just extract every one of them. Except I mean there was like one that had D's and E's and I was like, Never mind that I'm not getting that one, but the rest of them Yeah, I've come to the point where all I get is B's and O's. Yeah, that's what I'm get that's where I'm at now. Yeah. I might get a C if it's just like, oh, it'll be easier if he's not there. If he never wakes up, I'm be like, ah, why not? But C's, I can take their leave. But B's, I'm like, okay, I'll get that one. Yeah. Oh yeah. So sometimes I don't. I hope like I try not to kill the bees, but sometimes it just kind of happens. It happens. Yeah, I mean, sometimes yeah. There's nothing you can. Or I just have to leave him behind. Well, I try not to do that. If I see, I don't know if it's a bee. If it's a bee right now, I do try to catch them no matter what. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah, anyway, I just got into Africa, too, on there. Quick, quick, I did quick first question. Right, in Africa. Right. What do you do yeah. when those bees come around? Do you swat them with a fly swatter, or how do you take them out? <laughs> well, if, if it's, there's an alarm going on, and they're just all shooting at me, and I got no protection, like, it's like, I have to kill these guys, and I'll kill them. But if it's like they're shooting at me, and I got some cover... I'll now use my uh, sleep dart sniper rifle and just take them out with that. That's pretty awesome. This is the same. Nice. It's the same as killing yeah. them, except I'm just putting them asleep so I can distract them later. A sleep dart it's, sniper yeah. rifle. It's amazing. And I can't wait to get because um, you can get uh, gun customization. Um, you do mission thir- oh, yeah. you do mission thirteen and then three side missions that open up after that. Story mission thirteen, which I just did. And then three uh, side missions. Talking about the gunsmith. And you'll get the gunsmith, and you get to customize your gun however. And then I'm going to put a suppressor on my sniper rifle, and then it'll be ridiculous. Nice. They won't even know I, I'm, I'm shooting. Because right now, if I shoot them with a sleep dart, everybody's like, if they, everybody's like, whoa, something happened. But with that suppressor on it, nobody will know anything. It'll, I can't do, wait. Do you know about the cheats? The, um, which one? What cheat? The, the customization cheats, you can actually put a sniper on a rocket launcher. Really? I mean, sorry. You can put a, a, a silencer on the rocket launcher. Really? How does that work? That's yes. amazing. I don't know. It's it's all it's bugged out, but it's actually really cool because when you shoot it, you can't see the actual like missile or the explosion. You just aim it at them, and then if it hits them, they'll, they'll just get blown back and die. <laughs> wow. If you take like, out a tower cool. and you just shoot the tower, does it just look like this is big air <laughs> just, rocket? This is a, a bunch yeah. of air. Oh, the air took that out. Where did that force come King from? must be here. Airbender. <laughs> yeah, an air. You just saw the airbending gun. <laughs> I'm gonna try that. That sounds awesome. You should try it. Yeah, I haven't tried it yet. I probably won't because mm-hmm. I don't want to take the time. Well, it might be worth it. I don't know. So, have you guys experience with the? Uh, the secret karma system that's in the game I haven't well I know about it and I try not to okay. be bad okay. as much as I can what is, there's I try se- not to kill anybody unless I really have to yeah I mean that's kind of what I do because only because I need to extract people oh yeah so if you're if you're I have, bad I have done a, I've yeah, done, done a couple of I just feel like killing you and <laughs> yeah I, that I happens did, I did do that a couple of times because <laughs> nice. they made me mad <laughs> yeah, so with the secret karma system, uh, cer- certain things you do, like killing people and stuff, uh, 
the little uh, shrap metal that's in your head starts to grow. So as you do more bad things, like you'll see that growing into a horn, basically. And I heard oh, at the wow. end of it, so, if you like keep getting really bad, it'll just like make your face all bloody and like destroyed and stuff, which is probably it makes a lot of sense because I saw that in one of the trailers and I was like, what is happening here? This doesn't make sense at all because I've never seen it that way, but that must be how you get that way. Wow. I think so. Awesome. I didn't know, oh, yeah. know about that. Yeah, so you can you can get blood on yourself and like... Yeah. At Mother Base, you can go and shower. Mm-hmm. Which I think is kind of cool. <laughs> it is cool. So you do a lot of really bad stuff and like, you go and just like clean it off and go back. <laughs> you just wash it off, yeah. <laughs> I've been pretty bloody one time because I got shot up a crap ton, especially when I was trying to do that mission, saving the little kids, and the helicopter came in. Oh, oh yeah. That was awful. <laughs> so, Daryl, how far are you into the game now? I think I'm like 17% or something. How many, oh, man, how many hours do you think you played? Yeah. I don't know. I, haven't, I didn't see the hours. Yeah. Uh, probably maybe 10. Oh, wow. Maybe okay. more than that. Maybe more than that. Probably, yeah. You have to be, cause I'm at. Yeah. Hey, what do you, What do you have there, Daryl? This it's a thing. Have you? Ah, <laughs> loot crate. Yeah, yeah, I got yeah, one. Yeah. I got mine yesterday. Yeah, and it's a stress stress ball. Daryl is uh, <laughs> squeezing a stress ball. It's the shape of a Hearthstone from Blizzard. <laughs> First, I thought it was like a because there's that Pikachu hat. I thought it was like a Moonstone or something from. That would have been cool. Pokemon, that would have been cool. Yeah. You know, I didn't think that crate was that great this, this time. Everyone was, like, so excited, and I saw some uh, Twitter tweets. The only <laughs> cool thing is that, that Pikachu hat's cool, but I don't think I'd ever wear it. it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'll never wear I w- it. I wouldn't. Yeah. I gave it to Travis's girlfriend. Yeah, see? I'll probably give it to my like, girlfriend. <laughs> like, she'll wear it. Yeah. <laughs> of course so, I will. Uh, hey, did you get the uh, Fallout 4 loot crate? The Fallout 4 loot crate. Limited edition. Yeah, it came out today and it's already sold out. Whoa, I didn't. It was 100 bucks. I didn't know about that. No. Yeah, you can sign up for an email and they'll send it to you. It came out, uh, Texas time was at 2 o'clock. Wow. 12 o'clock did, uh, central. Or did no, you sorry, buy more central. than one? I don't know. They probably oh, limited you. should have bought like two or three and then you could like sold them. Oh, I didn't you, know, buy oh, you didn't get it. Oh I man! I decided last second. <laughs> I was like, I could, because this loot crate really discouraged me. And I'm like, man, all I'm gonna get is like a hoodie and a dog, and I know that's good, but everything else could be crap. Like this. Yeah, you get like was. a little like sketchbook. Mm-hmm. You can like draw like pictures in while you're playing <laughs> the game. <laughs> that says well, I was hoping they would like give you some like exclusive DLC. You know, like yeah. uh, I don't know, like a loot crate hat or something. That would be nice. So or like a whole nother like like mission. In- in-game loot crate. Ca- yeah, I don't know. I doubt they yeah. would do that. So I was like, I'm not going to get it. I'll just wait. It's probably crap. Watch anyway. it come with like the limited edition Pip-Boy. <laughs> oh, that's what I was afraid it might. I was like, no, please don't. <laughs> Daryl, you've seen that, right? The uh, you know, limited edition Pip-Boy that's coming out with Fallout 4. Oh, I have. Yeah. Yeah. But it, isn't it, don't you just put your cell phone in it? Yeah, it's cool. You like put your cell you phone do. and put yeah, it around yeah. your arm and like turns your cell phone into like a pit boy and you can like wave your arm around and stuff i mean it's it's a glorified iphone app but it's pretty amazing yeah. <laughs> oh yeah oh totally. yeah. yeah it's a iphone nerd- app with an accessory yes yeah. exactly <laughs> i nerded out when i saw that it's pretty awesome yeah. when it first came out i uh i saw it on amazon and i was like do i want this i don't know i'll wait and then literally 15 minutes later i checked on it again 
it was sold out. Whoa. I was like, oh, crap. No. Yeah, I'm glad you told me about it. <laughs> I was freaking out. But then they had it up like 20 minutes later. Or it might have been when I got back from New York. I don't know. Well, it's officially sold out so, now. So, I, Yeah, you can't get it anywhere. You know how many are going to be on Craigslist and stuff? Like half, probably half the product. So if anybody <laughs> wants one, you can reach out to the inner gamer, and I can hook you up because I got a few. <laughs> That's actually true. <laughs> Me and Brett both bought three. Yeah, we're like, I know why we're evil not? people. A lot of people were upset with that. They're like, "How could you do that? You're creating a market, blah blah blah." And I'm like, "Well, yeah, it's uh, it's America." It, I'm, I'm, I'm so exactly. upset. I'm so upset. <laughs> I get, I can see the anger in your face. Yeah, oh, that's great. Oh, man. That's why he has a stress ball. Exactly. <laughs> Daryl is attempting to rip his Hearthstone ball apart. That's awesome. It's not worth. It's not worth ripping the Hearthstone <laughs> apart. It's not worth it. Yeah. Save it. Save it. <laughs> so anyway, uh, moving on from Metal Gear Solid, unless you guys got more to share about that lovely game of game of the year technical espionage action exactly tactical <laughs> espionage action it's gonna say we could i love it i haven't got very far recently yeah. i've actually uh destiny's kind of taken up my time as much as i hate it yeah uh, well, i love it that won't happen with me yeah <laughs> <laughs> so about destiny we've finally played destiny and have jumped into the uh taking king and played some story missions played some crucible leveled up to level 40 got some new gear We've gone through the rounds with uh, some Taken King, and I have to say, I'm I'm kind of back in it a little bit. It's definitely there's a story. Finally, it's the same. It's the but same different. but different. Like it's everything Destiny was, but now they fix the things that were super broken. It's still broken, and there's some new things that are even more broken. But it's much better than it was. Like the story is actually kind of interesting well i don't know how interesting it is but i like that there's characters now that develop over time and what's the guy's name Cade is that his name the robot guy yeah yeah it's, Cade is it's awesome Cade. played by nathan fillion um fillion however you pronounce that uh mm-hmm. yeah it's fillion. I think it's fillion he he's pretty pretty great and uh he works well with uh eris morn uh they have a nice dynamic going <laughs> on which i like a lot but uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, I don't know much about the darkness yet, but I enjoy the uh, the story mode, and it's still action packed as it's always been. Um, it's actual weight to the story, but at the same time, you still don't know what's going yeah. on. Yeah, like what is the darkness? Where did the darkness come from? Like, who are these creatures, and what's their like you know past? You know, in, in Halo, we could we knew like where the actual covenant came from. And like they, they have a religion and they're going after a goal and that goal is not in the best you know best uh, plans for humanity right. so I mean there's weight there like we, we can get that understand that and get behind that story mm-hmm. again destiny is convoluted it's very mm-hmm. convoluted it's very convoluted but um, it's improved I like that the the uh, crucible what do you call them the bounties are quicker I hated having to get those bounties that like you had to sit there for a week to finish. So that was nice. But now that I'm leveled up, it's like, well, crap. Now what do I do? I guess I just level up my gear that's going to be worthless in a week because I'm going to get something else. <laughs> but it, it is nice getting all this gear. There's a lot more gear to get. You get gear now that you unlock that's like uncommon gear that's better than the gear that you got from like epic and legendary like 
raids and things like that, which is really wild to see. But um, it's 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 good. It's good. It's back. It's got me back in the game. I almost sold it. And what, I'm back. How 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 does that how does that work? Like the uncommon items are like still like level thirty two. Right. Yeah. So they're a higher level, oh, but well, they, they're uncommon because mm-hmm. um, they're really com- they're they're commonly found uncommonly found i guess you could say but they're a, a higher level cap so like my thought is i've been saving yeah. up a few bits of gear items like right around the level 20 mark so i'm like if i go and start another character i have this like gear stored in my vault so i can like just power through to level 20 and then have a whole bunch of high level gear that's level 20 gear that i can then use for that character to push him on further so i've been saving some like epic and legendary level 20 guns because i've been replacing them with these new level 32 and level 34 uncommon guns or uncommon whatever or even rare items but i'm stashing the other ones away so i can use them for other characters later on so we'll see how that goes which i don't know how I don't know if you need two characters now. Right. You know, yeah. The way everything's changed. But we're not that far into yeah. the game. So. Two of the same isn't it kind of Isn't it kind of a bummer? I don't know. Because, like, if you got to level before this, like, the max was level 30, right? Yeah, 32 as a pre Taken King. 32. So as people got to 32, and then they were still, like, playing to get awesome gear. Still, right. Like, kept playing. Oh, yeah. And now it's like, oh, oh yeah. that it was a waste of time. <laughs> yeah, because all, all that gear that. is now Well, that's what they it. said about Crota's Inn. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, oh, now the House of Wolves came out. Like, all that gear meant nothing. Yeah. <laughs> well, sorry. From the first, in Crota's Inn, all the gear from the original game meant yeah. nothing. That's yeah. I do think one of the problems that they have with it is they... They made the leveling a lot quicker, which is awesome, but now it's too quick because now you go from level 1 to 40. I feel like you could probably accomplish that in like two or three weeks if you played a couple hours a night, if that. I think you do a week. You probably could, yeah. And that bothers me because like then you have all this gear from like level 1 through 30 that you use and get and spend money on, and then it's gone like so much faster. So the only thing that's worth waste, like spending time on and leveling up those items is when they're like 35 and 34 like you know 30 plus those are worth leveling now but everything else before that it's like why even bother leveling it so it's a bummer well mm-hmm. there's a i have a level 20 uh uh atheon's epilogue that i got from the vault yeah. class way back when when crota's end came out no yeah i think i got when crota's end came out uh, just because I never went through it, actually, we, me and Brett actually got some friends, and they they took us through it. Uh, but I actually use that in Crucible a lot, and I murder people with yeah. that gun. I don't know how, because prior prior to taking King, I couldn't do anything with that gun. Hmm. But now that I have it, like I did don't know, you, uh, I don't know why. But did you do the year one upgrade, like where you can like boost it up past everything, or did you no, already have it upgraded? I didn't. I need one etheric oh. light, but I can't get it because the House of Wolves expansion, all that is done with. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, I paid sixty bucks for that, or forty bucks on top of the sixty, and I can't even access that content. It's like, why, why? Yeah, Daryl, they <laughs> just doesn't make they any They had like this pillars of whatever and the trials of Osiris that they brought out with House of Wolves. There were like two different types of like game mode experiences, and then when the new Taken King came out, they like pulled that stuff, and now you can't play it. I don't know if they're gonna. I guess they're gonna bring it out, it but no for sense. some reason now you can't. They do don't it. know what to do with it. So they locked it. Luckily, I have one key, so I'm hoping I can go in. 
and open a chest and get an etheric light. That's so weird. They, so they would take they take took away content. Yeah. Like, they took away they did take away content. With every expansion, they've taken away content <laughs> or made certain content useless. Wow. And it's like there should be tiers, you know? Mm-hmm. Just like in World of Warcraft, there's tiers. So with each ex- each expansion, there should like the end game increases, and so you want to go do that end game besides the past end game. But that end game should still be. I don't know. Yeah. I'm about to rant. I'm gonna stop right now. <laughs> yeah, so it, I mean, it's it's really good. It's definitely a lot better. I mean, it's getting brave reviews around every every site I've looked at. Um, I saw one today that gave it four out of five stars, and people are saying that this is the destiny we've been waiting for. So it's it's definitely better. The set pieces are great. Mm-hmm. Um, the action's awesome. The Taken are pretty cool. I mean, the way that they they replicate themselves. So like they're they're like sold. They're creatures that have been like. Like basically, their souls have been captured or something, and they they can uh, they come through these like rifts or these portals in mm-hmm. some time and space, and they they just show up in this like world, and then they can go around. They can like replicate themselves if they start dying out quickly or whatever. Or, like they start getting low health, and they just change and replicate. So if you don't kill them quick enough, like they'll start replicating more and more, and then it becomes a big threat and a big problem. And um, some of your weapons don't work against them. Like I was shooting at one the other day, and uh, the sniper rifle that had some one of those special—I don't know if it's arc or void or whatever it was—but um, I couldn't kill them. So I was like, I have to switch to another gun now, and that was that was unfortunate. But uh, it was it was pretty cool. It was it's much better. So anyway, All right. but, but still so bad, bad too. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, enough about Destiny. Oh. I have a story I want to share with everybody that's really awesome, and it starts with Wait, the Rocket one? League story. Uh, actually, I well what, the one that I was the, in well, or? that one's a good one too, but this one's more recent and like true to my heart. The one that after we played, <laughs> and then like I played that duel, and then it was like amazing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, so the other night, oh, yeah. me and Austin were playing Rocket League online. And we lost like three or four rounds. We're playing ranked. So in ranked, like if you lose a round, you lose like 10 points. So I am not even ranked yet. It's just like Hearthstone. When you're playing Hearthstone, like as you win, Mm -hmm. you like rank up. And if you lose, you rank down. So that's what I've been doing is ranking down, 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 down. Because something happens in my game where I lose. So I went into a matchmaking after Austin logged off. I was going to play one more game. So I was so frustrated. I was like, I got to get a win. So I open up matchmaking and I get put into a duel, which is one-on-one. Never played one of these before. So I jump in there and I'm playing against this guy. It's, we start out, I go play the game, I get a score. I was like, yes, this is awesome, I got a point. And then we go back and reset, I go in again. Within a, two seconds, I get another score. Now it's 2-0, I was like, wow, what is going on? Like, I'm actually kind of winning. But I didn't want to get too cocky because every time I do that, then next thing you know, like they start destroying me. So wouldn't you know it, I get one more point, which is awesome. So it's three to zero now. And then this guy scores on me. I was like, oh crap. Now he's gonna start coming back. Mm-hmm. And then five minutes go by and I end the game and I've got seven goals on this guy. Like seven goals, one-on-one, like left and right. I was just like pop, bam, knock it off the wall, come back around, hit it in the goal, bounce it off this, hit it around that way. It, it was amazing. It was the best, one of the <laughs> seven best experiences. One? Yeah, seven to one. <laughs> it was it was pretty much a uh, a slaughter, but 
Do you get more points because you scored so much on them? No, that's the frustrating part. Yeah. I just got like, I had lost like 30 points earlier and then I got like six back. But I mean, it's it's ranked per um, type of game you're playing. So if you're playing duel, mm. you have a set rank score for just duel and then you have a rank score for 2v2 and then a rank score for 3v3. So right now my duel score is really good because I've got wins in that one, whereas the other mm -hmm. ones I have more losses than I have wins. But I like it. I was I was pretty happy about that. It was a it was a good nice. way to end the night on some Rocket League. I was pretty happy. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so that's my Rocket League story. You finally, went out right. Well, there's another story that uh, Brett came out on top. Where same thing happened, we kept losing, and Brett kept scoring for the yeah, other twice. Team. So finally, <laughs> oh, no. we're we're playing on the Coliseum, and the other team like gets up by two, and we bring it back by one. They get up by three, we get back by one. So it's it's us two to three. We're thirty seconds left. We're trying to get it. We're trying to get it. It's, it's down by our field the whole time. Last fifteen seconds, we kind of managed to get it midfield, and then. We have 10 seconds left, and I hit it. And this other the other team, he hits me. I go flying back. I'm like, crap, this is it. Because I had a shot lined up. So I was going towards the goal, and out of nowhere, I see Brett just th throw that thrust on. He comes around. Some other guy tried to hit it, and then Brett was able to hit it in the air, and it bounced, <laughs> got in the goal. Two seconds left, tied the game, overtime. Two seconds. <laughs> Two freaking seconds. I had never, like... Been so loud so in my awesome. life. That was one of those moments from like, like NFL I swear, football where everybody just like throws up their chips oh, and drinks yeah. and goes crazy. It's like when the Mavs came back sixteen yeah. points against the the Heat during the Super Bowl or uh, during championship <laughs> in the Super Bowl, <laughs> Super Bowl. <laughs> when they fight football. Yeah. The <laughs> um, They're just really good at that, you know. Yeah, that game's exciting. Um, that game's so fast paced. It's good. I'm obsessed with it. Oh yeah, anything like, can happen. Yeah, anything I actually I'm at the point right now where I would drop every game I'm playing just to play a game of Rocket League. It's really bad. Like Austin's like really into Destiny right now, and Daryl, you're really into matchmaking. You're solid matchmaking. And I'm really into Rocket League. <laughs> oh okay, I thought you were gonna say. You were gonna say, "Oh, and they would too," and it was like, "Oh no, Metal Gear Solid." Oh yeah, it's no, so no, good. there's no way. <laughs> Couldn't. I need to play it. I got to get into it because everybody touts that game is like the best thing ever. Like I've been listening to podcasts it's... that have been talking for like talking about it for five weeks straight, or not five weeks, I guess. But yeah, I know everybody. That's hey, all they're talking about. And it takes it takes up so much time to that's like the problem. playing, and then it's like I look and it's like oh it's been three hours, <laughs> and you got like I've done two a missions. quarter of a percent maybe. Yeah, well the game's so good because you're just so in the moment that you don't even realize time is passing by. Wow, it's just really well paced. It's always fun. It would sound like if you said that you know what that game is on paper, somebody might be like oh but that sounds repetitive or something, but. It's not. Yeah. I don't know. It's just always good. It's always fun. Nice. I don't know. Even when I'm losing, I'm like, okay, I know what I did wrong. This time I'm going to try this. Like, or something stupid. Somebody sees me that wasn't supposed to see me. I'm like, well, got to be careful for that guy now. <laughs> it's really cool. Yeah. It's very, yeah. And that, in that same Dark Souls kind of way, you know, you'll just learn from your mistakes. Right. And that's yeah. And I, for, I keep forgetting this is a second iteration of a game that they already brought out. 
Yeah. I keep forgetting that. This is but there's like, no way they wanted is... Ground Zeroes to be there because the game's just too short. It was definitely, it was already going to be pre- It was yeah. a prequel. It seems like that was always just like a prequel yeah. to well, this. Like this is the I guess it's not really a second thing. iteration. It's more, I think I think Ground Zeroes is like, uh, I, I think they had too much game because that intro was like an hour long just to complete. Yeah. Just to get like, out into uh, Afghanistan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like, having Ground Zeroes on top of that, like, it would just take that. The Ground Zeroes itself could, is like five, six hour game. It can't, yeah. That game is so many fun, too. Oh, I know. And then oh, it's I just like, it, and then Phantom Pain's even better because it's just like, oh, it's more of Ground Zeroes, but there's different bases. There's way more areas. There's a whole, so many more options. Like, Cause I was already like in Ground Zeroes. I was like, "Wow, this is this feels like how Metal Gear Solid always needed to be." I don't know. It's yeah. But anyway, we already talked about that. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we back yeah, anyway. yeah. We have a lot of news to talk about. Should we take a break? Let's take a break. Welcome back. This segment we're going to be discussing gaming news. First off, we have uh, voice actors are might be going on strike soon. Uh, SAG AFTR is considering a vote to put uh, video game actors on strike. Uh, they're saying that sometimes uh, some of these things are dangerous because they do a lot of screaming. You know, in like Destiny, when you die a lot, the guy's like, oh, or, ah, you know. Crazy stuff like yeah. that, and so they actually want them to get uh, stunt pay for that. I was like, "Wait, are you serious?" Stunt pay for that, they, and they're trying to. They want stunt pay for making because it's, it's a vocal stunt. Yeah, it's a vocal <laughs> stunt. Oh my and goodness! If a game sells over two million, they want uh, the actors to get bonuses. Okay, that makes sense. That. I mean, if you think about it, like, like a movie, you know. Well, bonus pay, but I mean, they still get they still get paid on every game sold, right? I, I assume they would get royalty fees yeah. for that. I mean, you kind of yeah. I thought they I just got paid for the job. They might, they might but be. I could be they wrong. Might be. I mean, I'm sure that's been worth because you know it's like when you do a movie, you just get paid a lump sum, and it's just like okay, we're gonna pay you, or like for a TV show, like we're gonna pay you three million dollars an episode that's true. and that's all they get paid regardless of the viewership that they get for that that's show true. obviously over the time like they raise the amount that they get each year with a new contract mm-hmm. but they're usually like under a contract i believe i don't know daryl you know more about this than i do but i mean i don't i mean residual checks that's a thing it's definitely a thing in commercials um oh. but something you're saying like that that totally sounds plausible to me too. You, believe it or not, I haven't been on a network sitcom, so well, I think it's. I well, hope crap, to be. man! <laughs> you need busy. Well, a sitcom is different than a video game, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. but I mean, you should be getting paid the same. I mean, that's probably what they're looking to do. Yeah, that's probably what. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like this is a bad thing, <clears throat> and a good a good thing. Yeah. For some and a bad for most because this is actually going to raise price. This could raise prices of video games. It could also halt many video games because I mean <laughs> they're well, not made they, of money. <laughs> I mean I get it. Well, I hope I hope they just start hiring non-union people. That's what they should do. 
it says here I mean, that um yeah that would be nice i i'd be fine with that <laughs> yeah daryl you can get a job yeah. with it oh, okay <laughs> yeah yeah i was gonna say something but that's not what i was i thought i was saying um yeah well i mean one of the things you can think about is like if you look back remember when the writer strike happened in hollywood oh, yeah. and like all that stuff went down and then we had this like period of time where like everything sucked like mm-hmm. all the shows were terrible but then when they came back it was like this i don't it was know a, i feel like in I a way it was a, it was a reincarnation that was a slow wave of like coming back it was a slow wave but then it finally got when it got back like it's been good i mean there's been a lot of good content but i feel like there was that was kind of the turning point almost i mean i could be wrong but it feels like it was almost a turning point for um that industry changing mm-hmm. because it was all broadcast television up until that point and then slowly i mean granted it may have just been a coincidence that netflix came out at that point and started doing the mm-hmm. content they did but um i don't know if maybe writers got more inspired by something i don't know what happened, we had but this it seems opening like into the like industry turning point there and i mean you had all these young writers who really had no experience having to take on these roles of these major writers mm-hmm. i mean you had to fill that spot with something and so yeah, some mm-hmm, people right. got to get in there and had their chance to actually shine, and I, I'm sure a lot did. But uh, yeah, I think it totally. killed a lot of shows as well. Like I know Lost took a mm-hmm. hit, uh, 24 at the time, which was yeah, one of my so my favorite show at at that point in time. And I know the next season, I think it was season seven, that was like, yeah, it just uh, 24 was never the same after that. And uh, yeah. Yeah, it was. It's sad, and this this could kill a that. lot of of games, but at the same time, it opens up a whole door for other people who really want to jump in and and, and show people what or, they're made of. It's also like how important is acting really? I mean, I still like. I think it's kind of funny when <laughs> games have bad acting, like some JRPGs and stuff have pr- some yeah. pretty bad acting but it's funny i don't really you know what this is really gonna affect yeah what probably is it's gonna affect the triple a titles only Mm -hmm. which could be a good thing actually because the indie games are on the rise right now and they i i mean probably don't pull in union actors because they can't afford it Mm -hmm. they probably pull in people that you know like these new games that are like the soma that we'll talk about later and then like um you know all, all these indie games that have like mm-hmm. a story attached to them they all have voice actors that you know they're on a budget so they can't pay high dollar for these people but with this you know the strike like it might kind of pull people away from the indie games a little bit because they might start getting bad and start going more toward not the indie games the triple a titles and start going towards the indie games mm-hmm. um more so which has already been a thing i mean any games are kind of on the rise and triple a yeah. titles are still on the rise but any games are getting a lot of traction really fast with, with hit one of our other articles for the news today is that hitman was delayed to 2016 and i think we're seeing a lot of triple a games getting delayed constantly and i think they're starting to realize that we aren't the, let me back up the way the reason hitman is delayed is because they want to add more content to the release than they were mm-hmm. which is kind of funny that they're doing that instead of like saying let's just make a deal exactly. on launch exactly. day i think some are catching on we can't just put out a game and charge people for money mm-hmm. i mean look at destiny 
Yeah. Yes, a lot of people are liking it, and it's getting good reviews. But at the same time, it's getting hugely bad. PR. Eventually, it's gonna. There's gonna come a breaking point where people are like, I'm not gonna put in any more yeah. money to this game. I'm not. I don't know about you guys. I don't know about anybody else listening. But um, that's my opinion. So I, I'm thinking something's gonna happen. Either the AAA titles are gonna realize we have to actually complete these games, and we have to actually put out a realistic timeline on releasing these that everyone's happy with or you're going to start losing people especially to indie games because i mean you're getting people that they're putting their heart and soul into something and they're making it as good as they can mm-hmm. without worrying about am i going to get a return on this i need to make a game that people are going to love mm-hmm. and triple a people aren't doing that they are but money's also a factor yeah you definitely don't see the passion in it with AAA titles that you do with like the indie oh, yeah. games. Oh yeah, because there's like something, something special about the indie games when you play those. Like if you play a really good indie game, like mm-hmm. which most of them are. I mean, especially the ones that get the PR and stuff. Like you know, you look at the titles that get PR that are AAA titles. They're getting PR because they have lots of explosions and great graphics and like you know the gameplay is fun. But there's nothing like. Yeah. significant to the story that makes it amazing or you know with the exception of Metal Gear Solid what was the last game that we had that everybody was like super hyped about that was a triple A title uh, Arkham I mean, all we've had Arkham it, Knight it got destroyed exactly. by being released too early and exactly. all that stuff so that one doesn't even count anymore you know well that's a good it's example like, of what I'm talking about well, it was yeah, released no, it totally is because yeah. you say triple A title and then I don't even I've never thought of Metal Gear Solid as that but it is that but it is. It, it's it so is. good. It's not just all about the explosions and killing. So, like, there is a story. There's a, there's a, you know, a setting for it. It's, it seems more than that. I don't know. When I think AAA titles, I think, oh, they they're just all about multiplayer. Like, it's just all about multiplayer and uh, this is shooters true. and stuff. Yeah, something like anybody uh, that's yeah. Uh, that's yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> You know, take Assassin's Creed. I mean, Assassin's Creed started out as a not an independent title, but it was mm-hmm. it was a new studio that had never. This was their first, you know, jump on the map. Um, new producer, new early studio. They never had this IP before. Then they bring it out, and like people love it. And then they they they're like, okay, this is great. And they had that passion for a while, and then all of a sudden like the money people start coming in and the next thing you know they're just trying to cram as much content in that game to get them to play as much as possible i guess and Mm -hmm. run it in the ground and then all of a sudden they're like oh well let's add freemium to a single player game and making you unlock treasure chests by going on the the Mm -hmm. app or like paying money to get it and Mm -hmm. people don't want that that's not what this game is about and indie games don't do that because they can't do that and that's why think they're getting the benefits of getting better PR because they're not making mm-hmm. stupid marketing decisions that are solely for the sake of making money which you know indie games are like we want to make a good game Assassin's Creed as of the last two games are like mm-hmm. we want to make money a lot of money and, and Destiny they, as well yes they so. should be trying to make money I get it I mean, you can't make a game unless yeah. you're making money. You can't make another game unless you're making money. Right. But I feel like 
but somewhere a good along game the is way. Make money, exactly. You, know? you have a good story, or you have a good multiplayer. I, I, I prefer the better story with the multiplayer, but I mean, teach their own, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I'm fine with a game. Like, I appreciate those games that cut out the multiplayer just so they can focus on the story. Bioshock Infinite is yes. a good example. They could have put multiplayer in that game, but they were like, no, we don't want to spend time on that because we want to make a good story yes. and a good game. And that game was good. That was one of the few recent ish triple a titles that came out that was like really well done. i've been replaying that actually Gameplay was fun the story was good did you get the dlc uh the uh, burial at sea. burial no at i sea. didn't i really want to because that looked amazing i have it i haven't oh, played it yet but i'm really excited about it the whole film noir yeah, exactly kind of oh that's like my best kind of films right there yeah i, I haven't i've only it's played really the nice. first one i'm trying to get through it but then Oh no! Other games came along too. Like I was trying to oh, play, it, man. play yeah. the whole series That's... when Infinite came out, but yeah, I didn't. That is one worth worth going through. Bioshock Two, not as much. I mean, Bioshock Two mm-hmm. you can skip if you want, but definitely play Bioshock One if you can and get through like the graphics that probably aren't as good, which I think it still probably mm-hmm. looks pretty good because it was it pretty top notch back then. Um, and then you have. You have Bioshock Infinite, which is just amazing. Like the gameplay elements that they added to it. I mean, you have, you feel like you're playing Bioshock a little bit when you're playing through the game, but that connection to the characters, like the connections you have mm-hmm. to the characters, are just awesome. Do you know that like, they really understand Bioshock Infinite that. went through a, uh, a change around the last minute ish? Uh, enough time to actually make the change, but like they actually changed a lot. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, if you look at the early trailers of it and then actually look at the new trailers towards the very end right before launch yeah it's different hmm. they, even, they even cut out a level like what they, they like, redestructured everything oh, really? yeah oh yeah no i did see that yeah mm-hmm. they changed quite a bit i know they changed how um what was elizabeth they changed her character quite a bit like a lot like she was supposed to be a completely different person and they started like be a companion rethinking how she was gonna be and yeah she ended up not being which then, is fine i thought the story was still kind of just a, as good but uh I preferred it this way. Like, I mean, the companion idea was cool, but I mean, you, I felt like I was, had more of an attachment to her. She was kind of like, you know, your daughter that you're trying to mm-hmm. save in a way, which, you know, that's, that was, that was nice. It was, it was cool. nice. Good dynamic there. Pace. Good dynamic. Um, yeah. Very anyway, dynamic. let's, uh, let's move on. What's the next on our, t- oh. All right. Well, oh, wait. <laughs> shall we jump back to the beginning? <laughs> I was going to mention something about, um, that whole way beginning of this conversation. Um, so the writer strike coming out and all that, blah blah. blah. Um, so it, I think Brittany Johnson is a good example of someone just being found and like propelling themselves to 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 fame because she was Angel in Borderlands, and you know if a writer strike happens and all these like I mean not, not writer strike, voice actor strike happens, all these people will be taken out of the picture and you have people like Britannia Johnson who can actually just swoop in and be like, look, I can actually do this too. And you can find new talent and new blood mm-hmm. that could open up a whole other era of gaming. Story-wise. Mm-hmm. But, um, Hopefully, yeah. But that's just a hope. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, um, I guess we'll jump back to our some Xbox news here. Um, if anybody is familiar with uh, or has an Xbox One, there is a service you can get. I believe it's well, it's on a PlayStation, but they have a service called EA Access, 
which is a subscription service you can sign up for that gives you access to EA games for a fee. Well, they are going to add Battlefield Hardline to that next month, so you can get Battlefield Hardline as part of your subscription service and not have to pay for it, which means that they obviously decided that it's not worth selling wow. at full price because it was not very good. Um, so that was kind of interesting. And um, another news, the Xbox One Elite controller is finally coming out next month, October 27th. It'll be $149.99. Does anybody have an Xbox One? We're all PC yeah. or PS4 people, right? Wait, it's 150 yeah. bucks oh, yeah, for the controller. Crazy. Yes, Dang. yes, but have you seen what it can do? I know it's what like, it can do, and I, I would. It's powerful. I would love it for my PC. It's modular. <laughs> it's modular. It's modular. You can like pull pull your like thumbsticks out and change them, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's supposed to be pretty awesome. Everybody, I've like all the reviews I've read have said like this is a solid like a well-built hmm. everything controller like it's one of the best so i don't know i'd like to try it but we'll see if it comes out for pci i think i would definitely give it a go well, do, it'd be nice to have a nice you know they have a bundle PC coming version. out with the xbox one elite controller it's yes. 500 bucks it releases uh 11 3 2015 this year it has a one terabyte solid state hard drive in it but the hard the the solid state drive has only a certain amount of space allocated toward towards it. I don't know. Right. Well, not enough to they put said games that, on. Uh, Microsoft came out and said that if you have an Xbox One already, that you should not buy the Elite Xbox. Yeah, I I would. Which I not. thought was really ironic. I wouldn't do that. Well, I was just surprised that Microsoft said that because they were that's, like, that's they were like, <laughs> yeah, we're bringing out a new product, and don't buy it unless you don't have one already. I was like, okay, that's that's interesting, kind of cool. Well, I was listening to some but, podcasts, uh, and they were saying the same yeah. thing. It doesn't seem worth it. No, I don't. I agree. I mean, it's it's a solid state drive would be pretty awesome, but yeah, if you're limited space, I mean, that's gonna fill up pretty quick. And then solid states are expensive as it is. Oh, yeah. So like, I don't know if you can even swap out the drive inside the Xbox at all. Probably not. Like you can with PlayStation, so that's not worth it. Who knows? It, anyway, I don't have one, so that's cool. Um, also, Rocket League, mm -hmm. back to that lovely game that I choose to <laughs> enjoy so much, bringing out DLC next month in October with new cars and gear inspired by their original game, Supersonic Acrobatic Rocket-Powered Battle Cars, which was a mouthful. Um, they're also bringing out two maps, which are based on the other maps that they already have, but one of them is going to be at nighttime, and the other one's going to be at dawn, like dusk. So... That'll be exciting. So that's going to come free. And then the DLC with the extra cars and the extra toppers and the extra decals and all that stuff, that's going to be a small fee, probably like $4.99 or $3.99. So I'm pretty pumped about that because I, I love anything Rocket League. being added to Rocket League. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, exactly. So it's pretty great. But solid. That's, solid that's what I got. Um, so, so Batman, Austin, you got some cool Batman news to share with us? Yes and no. <laughs> so there's some <laughs> DLC coming out. Um, you get to play as uh, the old 60s Catwoman and Robin. You get the old 60s Batmobile. And you can get that all for $1.99. But... It's not bad. Recently, they ha uh, Batman Arkham Knight DLC has not been getting the best reviews. It has been pretty, pretty <laughs> crappy. And um, people aren't happy with it. As was the game. Wait, what? No. At launch. No. <laughs> no <laughs> oh, the, yeah, yeah. The, the PC well, launch. I had it on the PC, PC and actually I had no hiccups. There were some, like, 
yeah. stutter in between mm-hmm. switching from the game to the actual uh, cutscenes, but it wasn't anything worth griping about. I got, I played it. I loved it. The story was amazing. I was going to get the DLC, but uh, I probably won't. There's a lot of uh, a lot of problems with it that people are having. Apparently, you can't play as other characters in the challenge maps, like the past ones you mm-hmm. could. And uh, you can't, like, run around the city. You can only be Batman running around the city. Why? So people are upset about that. Batman. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. But they said that they're going to... I'm Batman. They're going <laughs> to address these issues, but we'll see what happens. It's a, This is another AAA game yeah. that has fallen to its mm-hmm. knees in shame. Yeah. And it's like... They, they really got some bad press at that PC release. Oh, I know. They had to take it off all of the marketplace, and it's just now after like when did it come out? March or April or so, something like that? Like right, way early in the year. I think year. it was uh, I think it was May actually. I May? could be wrong. Yeah. I'll okay. So like back then, and now mm-hmm. they're just now re-releasing the PC version back into the marketplace, like in the next couple of weeks, sometime. That's that's mm-hmm. pretty intense. Uh, it was. It How was did they released, catch that before they brought it, it out? It was released June twenty third of this year. Okay, June. We're way off. Yeah. It's like yeah, I was closer. April, March, <laughs> May, May. now June. Anyway, yeah, at, they said that this week they're going to release the patch, but they Good. have not released that they're going to put it back up in the marketplace on Steam. Yeah. So like, well, I want to get the patch for sure so I can actually play it and see how it is because I love it, but I feel like there was some stuttery issues that I had, but. It could just be the way the game is in general. I don't know. But I felt like it wasn't where I wanted it to be yet. So I was going to wait for the patch to play it. So that's what I'm going to do. Daryl, did you get to play Arkham I have not. I've only, I've only played the first one. Again, I mean, a game I like. Oh, man, you're a behind. game I like. I just don't know. I just... With, it, with me, with me, no. What kind of gamer are you? Knowing it's Batman. I don't know. It's just like... It's Batman. It's gonna be. Are you a hardcore Batman fan? I'm not. <laughs> I am. I oh, am okay. a little bit with. Um, I mean, the movies are good. The movies are good, but it's also. I know it's Batman, they were so good. I know that you know there won't be blood. There probably won't be bad language. I don't know. It's just like I just know. That's my. I don't know. I gotcha. Even though the first one I liked I a lot, I it liked was that first it was surprising. But yeah, I it just feels like well I. I've been catching up on my Batman comics, and uh, I can tell you this game puts all put, puts all those movies to really? shame, and it makes all those movies look bad because I I really like this game, and I think it had a lot of what comic fans might have been wanting. It had everything I wanted in it. Um, dang, I want to spoil it, but I okay. won't. Uh, yeah, I I think if you compare this game to the movies. And how much they crammed into it and made mm-hmm. it cohesive. The movies are yeah. shit. Okay, I'll, I'll say that the movies are mm-hmm. shit. I, I'll watch them because cinematically, that's, that's harsh. It is. That is harsh. Cinematically, the movies are great, but the story in those movies don't compare to this story. Hmm. Yeah, you get a lot of content. You huh. get all of the classic Batman stories that people know and love from the comics, and it's brilliant. It's brilliant. I'll have to try that. I won't give it a rating, though. Um, so Travis can't hound cool. me later. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's not 10 out of 10. <laughs> right. Good. Good to know. Um, moving on, we have uh, Star Wars Battlefront news. 
they are going to use dedicated servers for multiplayer. They have always been into that ever since the beginning, and they're going to continue to carry that through, which is awesome because so many games have mm-hmm. gone away from dedicated servers. And what that means is you won't be relying on other players' mm-hmm. systems to impact your game. It's it's pulling the all of the power from the dedicated server. So like when you're playing Call of Duty, for example, you know somebody's got the toasting the game quote unquote has a bad connection then all of a sudden everybody like locks up and has mm-hmm. to wait until it like reconnects again so star wars isn't going to do that which is pretty awesome um then life mm-hmm. is strange we we're talking about life is strange last week they finally have a release date for the final episode oh. coming out october 20th so oh yeah hope you're sure. excited about it's that gonna be, it's gonna be it. awesome I'm, and i'm gonna get that done fast the thing about that is too it's interesting playing those kind of games like as the episodes are being released had to wait so long but like the first one of these i played you know the the walking dead this kind of game this adventure game with choices and everything yeah i I already had all the episodes were out and i played them all the way through so it's a different experience but yes because i've been sitting on this cliffhanger all this time (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) yeah they they still figured out that whole um uh, season kind of like episodic content mm-hmm. yet uh, it just takes too long to get those yeah. out I, I can understand like every two weeks yeah, maybe you know great. but um, man I forgot what game had it but one game had everything made all up front and they released it periodically mm-hmm. uh, it actually worked out pretty well so you wouldn't forget because some people forget yeah, especially what you're talking about. I heard Game of Thrones was like that like yeah. <laughs> you forget what decisions you made mm-hmm. and like things are happening you're like I don't I don't mm-hmm. remember <laughs> yeah that's why I like to wait until like you're halfway into the series or whatever and then just like buy it then because then you got some time to play through those first few and then mm-hmm. that's how I did with the first Walking Dead was I bought it when I think season episode three had dropped and like four was like a, had already had a release date so I had you know a month month and a half to play through those game the the first three episodes and then by the time that was finished four was already out I could play through four and then five came out like a month later so it was it, it was time pretty well but yeah it's 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 tough yeah because it's not like a TV show where they just release it every week or whatever like they're the development times I feel like is a lot longer for those games than it is for like an episode mm-hmm. of TV. Yeah, I just waited till they were all released. I played them every third day. It was nice. I had well, like something to look I forward like to. Bored. Oh, I there had you to go. Start playing Life is Strange, and then it was awesome. So <laughs> <laughs> it's a good story. How, how do you think it holds up between other games like it? I think it's the be- I think it's the best. I think with uh, it's just really so different. Better than it's so uh, different than the other The Walking Dead. Yeah. It's wow. uh, in what way? That's, just that's a, a more interesting big. story. Just more interesting things going on, like because she has a she has the power. You find this is within the first twenty minutes. So she has like the power to turn back time and stuff, and her decisions influence things. But then you can just rewind and see how people react when you pick the other decision, which is cool. And so you can choose I, I, more done- so on that, yeah. I did that and I was like, I didn't like the first decision, and then I didn't like the second decision, and I was like, I'll just go yeah. <laughs> like you really don't know yeah, what yeah, you're yeah. gonna like. You just kind of have to go with it. Yeah. So. If I could turn back time, <laughs> it's, it's awesome too because sometimes I take a more yeah. aggressive 
approach that maybe I wouldn't take and something like I take the aggressive like and then I'm like because I can always turn it back if it doesn't turn out right and then I'm like no that is how I wanted it to turn out I did want her to be aggressive <laughs> so if you turn back and then you jump can you jump back forward and like go back no, to the original to decision you made and make the other decision again yeah oh, but if, so uh, if you like make the same decision twice does it create even a, a more detrimental? <laughs> That'd be crazy. Result I don't later? think. I don't think it's <laughs> that like in depth. Inception. Right? <laughs> it's like, I, like the other characters. Well, you know, like, if you if you go it's back, like I've done this. I've experienced this before. Let's, like, <laughs> yeah. The other world Deja starts vu. meshing with this yeah. world. The next, you know, you have like people flipped upside hey, down. Hey man, that's, that's deja vu. That's why you have deja vu. You're like, yeah. I experienced this already. No. But if you go back five times yeah. in a row, uh, her head yeah. explodes. And you die. You start over. Really? Yep. That's a nice little No, I'm kidding. Twist. You know it. That does not happen. I haven't tried it. Oh, man. I haven't tried it. That'd be so good. <laughs> know, right? She's like, oh. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's move on. Uh, great Yeah, talk. moving on. Uh, so The Witness is coming out in uh, 2016. Actually, January 26th, Made. to be exact. Uh, it's made by the uh, creator of Braid, Jonathan Blow. Uh, if anybody ever played Braid, I never played Braid. I, I, mm. yeah, I played it a so tiny good. bit of it. Oh, Braid! That was one of the first turning back time games. That was pre Life is Strange turn back time. Yes. Okay. Now I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. he's making. Because you like rewinding. That's how you use it. He's making an yeah. open world game uh, with a bunch of puzzles. It's an island filled with natural and man-made structures, uh, inspired by mist. Um, it's a total of 650 puzzles to solve, but he said there's one that only one percent of the player base might be able wow. to figure out. Yeah, it's that. So basically, hard. it's hard as shit. And the whole the whole story is within this island, so you have to go around solving puzzles, but each puzzle. Is connected to the other puzzle, so in order to figure out the story, you kind of have to do all these puzzles and like connect them together. Some I don't know how what, I don't know what this means, but it's going to be complicated. It sounds really <laughs> it's complicated. very complicated. Yeah, they said I've actually been really excited about this game just because it looks beautiful, it and I just like I love Braid. I thought it was a really brilliant game, and if he can make that with like this super old school looking art style and everything like the witness has mm. got to be incredible it's like it's like minecraft with actual graphics yeah exactly and good lighting yeah but um it says it's about 20 to 25 hours to complete the game you don't have to complete all the puzzles to complete the game but if you do all of the completionist will take about 100 hours or more right so we'll see wow it's going to be released cool. on uh playstation 4 hmm Exciting! That was actually supposed to be a launch title, I believe. It was, and I think it got delayed. It did get delayed. Um, a launch yeah, title that's being okay, released because it's that it's one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like super late. Yeah, no, right. That's okay. It's okay. It's it's launching um, into 2016. Yeah. So I'm gonna skip down to a very important piece of information that I found a couple of days ago, where the uh, lead writer for Mass Effect, Mass Effect Two. And Knights of the Old Republic is wow. returning to Bioware. He apparently decided that he would quit Bioware for a little while and work on his own work, novels, and things like that. 
and he's happy with it. He released something, and now he's coming back. So the guy that made the greatness that is those games, wrote the greatness that is those games, is now back in the saddle for future Bio, BioWare projects. So Can I say that Knights of the Old Republic is like one of the best games mm. ever? I played that game See, literally a hundred so times. Yeah. Probably more. Just everybody get... says that. Like everybody wants Kotor two and stuff. Oh, they have Kotor two. They need Kotor three. Or everybody wants Kotor three. <laughs> yes. They just want more Kotor. They want more Kotor. And I want more Mass yeah, Effect. I'm good with so either, that's awesome. Either um, exactly. <laughs> Uh, so last week they had the uh, Tokyo Game Show, which usually it's apparently pretty small, but this time it was actually pretty big, and they released a lot of stuff. Some highlights include the Metal Gear Solid Online premiere, so that came out. They brought out mm. some footage of Dark Souls 3, which actually, I've never seen Dark Souls like really in depth. It's slow. The oh, combat yeah. was slow to me. Did you notice that? Was it like that for you, Daryl, when slow? you were playing the no, first it's two? Not slow. I don't know. It's just yeah, kind of. But you're so much is going on. You're anticipating what the enemy is going to yeah. do. It's yeah, that's patience. what I guess it was. It was that yeah, there There's was a more lot of strategy. There was a lot more strategy involved. Yeah, because if you rush patience in, you're just stuff. Because like the guy was mm-hmm. right. Yeah, the guy was like sitting there. He's like holding back. And he was like, "Am I going to block? Am I going to? Mm-hmm. How am I going to approach this?" So Travis is uh, it was, uh, Travis it was pretty is slow. Lose. Yeah. He's gonna be angry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it looked cool. I mean, I, I was really impressed with it. Um, and it's coming out in April 2016, so they have a release date now. Um, and then Bloodborne has some new DLC coming out. It oh, nice. looks interesting. It still looks gorgeous. I mean, it's mm-hmm. an amazing looking game. But there's gonna be some new environments, some new bosses, weapons. Um, it looks beautiful. But uh, anyway. Daryl, you said something about oh, Attack, Attack on, on Titan. Titan. Yeah, that, that uh, was announced. Getting a, it's getting a game on yeah on the PS4. They uh, showed yeah oh, they no showed way. that at uh, the Tokyo Game Show. There has been an Attack on Titan game on D- DS, the 3DS, and it wasn't so great. <laughs> getting lots of bad reviews. And looking <laughs> looking at this trailer, looking at some of the gameplay, I mean, it looks cool. It looks like oh yeah that, that's what it, it feels like that's what it would feel like to be fighting the way they do in the show and in the manga um but does it have the oh, art yeah. style of oh, yeah. the show the only thing is though yeah i don't know Good. like because you know most of that show happens in kind of that same environment and also the fighting seems like it would be kind of the same it could be pretty repetitive i hope i hope not but that seems like a possibility of something that could happen with that. Um, and also, I kind of wish you weren't the main characters because it feels like, you know, you'll play this video game and it'll be the same exact story as it is in the show. So it's like, why am I watching these cutscenes, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Right. But we'll see. I'm hopeful. Gotcha. <laughs> I like yeah. I like the show a lot. I like cool. a lot. Yeah, I like the Attack on Titan in general. I'm a fan. I'm so yeah, trying to get into so that good. show. I want to love it because I know a lot of people say great mm-hmm. things about it, but I'm okay. working on it. I'm working on it. So our next topic is uh, Pamela trailer just came out, and Pamela is an acronym for the new open world sci-fi uh, utopianistic uh, game that's coming out uh, here in 2016. 
Sadly, it seems like all of the game trailers that are coming out are... I mean, the, the horror games are coming out next year, so that kind of sucks. But I am hopeful because on the precipice of... Or the death of Silent Hills, we get... We're getting a plethora of games that are coming out that are filling that that craving that we've been itching for that is Silent Hills. So, like I said, Pamela's a sci-fi horror uh, open world RPG full of uh, scary robots that are trying to kill you. Uh, I saw the trailer on PC Gamer, so you can check it out there. And it is going to be released in 2016 with no date. I don't know. But it looks awesome. The graphics look amazing. Uh, it does look beautiful. I think it's just going to be on PC right now, and it may come to consoles, I think I read. There's a lot of people I was reading in the comments that were saying that all the uh, console fanboys are like really itching for this to come to it. Oh, like, sure. No, yeah. keep it on PC. <laughs> I, I mean, PC. as part of the, PC, the Master PC race, uh, I feel like they should because I don't know how yeah. you're going to get half of this to render yeah. on a console. It looks amazing. Right. It looks just it looks photorealistic, just like Silent Hills. And I man, I'm I'm pumped. That's awesome. That sounds I'm gonna I, look that's that's that. That sounds some like something I'd be interested. Sci fi horror, that's awesome. I got some quotes. Yeah. Unconventional weaponry mm. will be used. They have uh, have a day and night cycle and it is mad with unpredictability. Oh, city residents are <laughs> mad with unpredict- unpredictability. So they come and attack you when you least expect it. Probably jump out of the rafters and like drop on your head. And so apparently you have like a, an them. arm, like um, like a Mass Effect. You had that orange armband, like glowing armband, the bionic arm thing. Yeah, it lo- well, it looks like you have another bionic arm type thing that you yeah. can put weapons in, and like that's like kind of like hmm. a menu too. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. Check it out. I don't know what the story is really about. Uh, They don't really give you any hints, but um, it seems really scary and cool. Also, Somo was released recently, and it's actually got some pretty good reviews. I want to play it, but I don't know if I will. Uh, Let me see this. And for those that don't know, Soma is made by, uh, I forgot the company's name, but they made... uh, the dark, uh, Amnesia, The Dark Descent, which was a really big horror game from a couple years ago. Um, I think they're called like Frictional Games or something like that. It starts with an F. But um, this is their new underwater horror game. So Soma is a, uh, you're underwater, um, everybody's missing kind of situation, which Amnesia was similar. And Amnesia was really popular because the idea behind it was that the threat you were you had no weapons you had no way of defending yourself other than escaping and hiding basically so like you were defenseless and soma is playing off that idea except now you're at this underwater like facility that really makes it creepy it's kind of bioshock-esque but Hmm. underwater and um it looks pretty awesome and the reviews are pretty flawless i mean there's not many people that have Hmm. said anything bad about it I can tell you the reviews um, right which, here. Um, uh, PC Gamer gave it an 80. Uh, GameSpot so, gave it a 9. That's not bad. Uh, there we go. IGN gave it an 8.1. Okay. Pretty good, so yeah. They're pretty good. Uh, I, yeah. uh, Game Informer gave it an 8.5. Okay. 
So not as good as I thought they were, but they're pretty. That's good. Still pretty good. I mean, pretty good. that's pretty. Yeah, that's, that's, that's good, a good, good average review. game rating that I would, yeah, would be worth. Sure. That I think would be worth playing. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, it looks. I mean, the environment just looks awesome. But uh, anyway, we'll talk about that more in a little bit. But last thing before we move on to our next segment is uh, if everybody remembers PT, the uh, playable teaser that was brought out, that was uh, the lead-in for what was going to be Silent Hills, and that was canceled. Um, another company is an indie game company is making a horror game called Allison Road, which is inspired by that trailer. Mm-hmm. So they just launched a crowdfunding campaign, and they're trying to raise three hundred eighty-seven thousand dollars to create it. And um, it will be. It looks like PT. So, um, thinking that they're probably going to make their their mark, and they're also going to bring it out with Oculus Rift support, wow. which is yeah. even more exciting. So, if Oculus Rift actually works, um, you can play this game and really be freaked out and probably fall out of your chair. So that's pretty great. But yeah. anyway, with all this talk on horror games, felt like it was nice to lead into our discussion to. Um, Let's talk about more horror games and the coming survival horror revolution that's about to take place in the next, the end of this year and then on into 2016. Because we had kind of a stagnant few years where there wasn't anything horror coming out, like nothing good, um, with the exception of Dead Space, which we'll talk about. But now we have quite a bit and I think it's worth talking about. So I guess let's take a break and when we come back, we'll get into the. Uh, the return of horror. And we're back. Sadly, we're going to have to let Daryl go, and but he'll be on next time. If uh, I'll be on, he'll come back the whole time next time, and that's a promise. No, you can't be on the whole time. <laughs> awesome. I'm sorry. Awesome. Awesome. Just, All right, yeah, yeah, Travis, right? No. Maybe I don't know. Oh, my address. Okay, well, it's. Seven eight nine. <laughs> no. Um, yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can follow me. You can follow me on Twitter at at Daryl Haynes. D a r r e l h a y n e s. Um, check out some of my stuff. I got my uh, my vaudeville team, Perez Haynes and Sons. I got an improv team at the Nerdist, the Damn Breaks, and an indie video sketch team, uh, Senior Dutch Day. And we got some videos up. So yeah, check it out and have fun checking it out awesome awesome all right well i'll see you guys later so there goes daryl good old motherfucking daryl haynes well i like to talk about my first my my the most excited horror game coming out next year and if you couldn't tell already it was pamela <laughs> it was pamela but coming in close second is late night shop is a close second and that's the one with the mannequins. You walk around. I thought it was a mall, but it's actually a, um, a store, like just one store. And they have mannequins following you. That looks scary as shit. I don't know. I mean, it might not be. <laughs> All these know, horror we'll games see. are going to be But you can play it in VR, VR, and that's creepy. And, of course, I, I know. It's, it, that's that's a yeah. good thing. This might as long propel as you figure out how to move, VR it'll be amazing. And so it. Yeah, <laughs> but then Allison Rose is third because I really I, they captured it really well. Shit. That game looks like look PT, it. and it's um, in VR. Oh, yeah. Which I mean, granted, it, so did PT, and that's where they got the idea from. So it's kind of based off of that. But yeah, it looks really good. I mean, there's so many, so many survival horror games coming out. I mean, we have you have Pamela already. We got Soma. 
we have uh, until until dawn just came out, which is I haven't heard much about that actually. Uh, I heard it was really good and worth playing. I don't know if I will. I probably just watch the movie. I do want to play it, but I don't know if I want to drop the sixty bucks just to play that yeah. game right now. Right, I might play it later. I'm always late to the game because I don't want to spend the money <laughs> right off the bat. Right, especially if it's not a game I really want to play, like Batman, Witcher, Fallout Four. Indeed, they have another game coming out. Um, it's in early access right now called Darkwood, and it's a uh, a top down kind of game, but it's procedurally generated. Like the album, and um, uh, yeah, a little bit, yeah, and it's apparently super atmospheric. Like you're in a forest, and it's like all kinds of fog everywhere, and you have to find stuff that'll let you survive. So it's a, obviously a survival horror game, um, but it's also populated by crazy people that want to kill you. So <laughs> you have like this little bit of RPG stuff coming in. You got a little bit of strategy, and it. I mean, it, it looks really cool. I mean, it's supposed to be really good. I mean, I'm not a big fan of the top-down games as much, but Mm-mm. it's procedurally generated, which is nice. Um, so it's always gonna be a different experience. It could be worth playing. Um, but yeah, there's there's a lot there's a lot of stuff that's been kind of making its rounds. Like they have a. It's funny. I was looking at a place earlier that said the Order 1886 was a uh, horror game, which I thought was really funny, but uh, it's not. But until dawn, let's see. They're bringing out a new Resident Evil soon, which should be good. Um, I recently played. Actually, we both recently played um, the Evil Within, which I was kind of upset about. I was really looking forward to this game, and it just it was Bombed. very anime feeling Bombed. to me. And it wasn't fun. It was just not good because like I come from like the background of the first horror game I ever played was Fear. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. scared, that scared the shit the out living, of us. Yeah, living yes. shit out of us. Exactly. Like I, I will never forget the moment when I played the Fear demo, Fear One, the demo, and I'm walking down this catwalk. It's like one of those like metal catwalks, and it's like making all the squeaky noises as you're walking. And then you get up to the uh, end of it, and it's dark like below you. There's nothing but darkness everywhere. And you have to walk down the ladder. And as you go to the ladder, since it's first person, you go up to the ladder, and your body turns around to like go back to like step down to the first step of the ladder. And as you're turning, bam, there she is. And you're just like, I had I had these chilling. This it wasn't. I didn't jump. I just had all these chills that went through my body. Like my hairs were standing on the uh, end. Never so felt scary. that in a game before. It was insane. And just I in the I dark or did you have your lights did. on? Uh, it was in the dark. <laughs> that was the first bad mistake. Um, <laughs> we got to get in the mood, man. You got to yeah, I mean, get Yeah, it's just like setting, it freaks right? me out even more. But no, I, remember, I, I remember going yeah. through those those corridors in the like hospital-ish area or in the office area, and you'd just see her in the in the back. And she'd just, like, walk across. She'd just be standing there. And, like, if you didn't catch it, you wouldn't catch it. But if you saw it, you were like, oh, shit. you like, turn around. You might, I, I, I should try to shoot her a few times. But I, I was mostly watching Travis play on his crappy computer at the time. <laughs> and, and that was still even scary. Like, bad right? graphics. Oh, man, dude. It was, yeah, a lot of good games. And then when Fear 2 came out. Yeah, Fear 2 was supposed to be. I, I never actually got past the first one because it freaked me out so much i was like i don't know if i can do this anymore but as time went on you know like one of the few horror games that i really got into early on kind of early on was dead space and dead space blew my mind it was so well done it was like claustrophobic feeling the way that the camera was set up in the game 
I sometimes wonder if it was like a mistake the way that they did it, but at the same time, it made it feel like you were enclosed in this space and you couldn't get out. So like you make these turns and like it was so tight of a camera angle for the third person view that like a turn it, you didn't it didn't take a lot like once you made that turn like you saw that you couldn't anticipate what was coming it was like there and then they brought out dead space 2 which is amazing um, well, that music in that too just oh like, yeah it was cute at the right time and just oh the strings and piano oh, yeah uh, did you did you play dead space 2 i did i uh I, it took a while for me to get into it. I don't know if you remember that. I remember you playing and telling me about it, and I was like, man, it sounds good, because you had it for PC. Right. But I think I played it for Xbox. I'm pretty sure I, like, I rented it eventually. I think so. And, um, yeah, it was good. It was really Do you really remember good. that level where you go into, like, the school inside the space station, like, a little classroom area, and there's these little, like, demon babies that are trying to attack you? Oh, yeah. Oh. That was so bad. There was a part where you were, like, on the stage, and... <laughs> Like, I'm trying to figure I have no ammo left, hardly, except for my little, like, that first gun that you get. I forgot the name of it. But the rail gun or the nail gun or whatever it is. Yeah. And, like, I'm up on the stage, and there's all these babies that are coming after me left and right, like, uh, launching at me. And I back up into the backstage area. I'm, like, stuck. I'm just shooting and shooting and shooting, and they just keep attacking my face and killing me. It was so tough. I think I died there, like, seven times. But I was so (laughs) ready to, like, I wanted to keep going so i did and it was so worth it because it was great dead space 3 unfortunately i haven't played yet and i really want to get into that because i didn't hear good things about it really no i didn't i, I mean like I, that I, happens with the third third round the trilogy right, always right? kind of kills it well i mean they had uh, the co-op thing was very interesting but i guess it just didn't pan out very well story-wise they're probably just trying to make it too broad for everybody and didn't keep it the niche that it was so so what's your favorite horror game you've ever played? So my oh, top horror game of all time was Resident Evil 2. When I was that little 13-year-old boy and I had my PlayStation, <laughs> I my dad let me rent Resident Evil. So I was like, oh, this looks cool. You know, I'll see what's up. There's a cop. There's guns. <laughs> you know, but that atmosphere, man, and that, like, not knowing and the slow zombies and, like, the way that they just, like, attacked you scared the shit out of me. Especially, like, when first you go down this alley and then, like, there's a zombie. Like, I didn't know really how to play games at the time. So I tried I tried my hardest as a kid to figure it out. But, man, yeah, it scared the shit out of me. Yeah, it, it, I never played it. I actually started playing Resident Evil 4, I think. But I just didn't like it was a gameplay problem for me. So I, I moved on from it pretty early on plus it was like i had so many games at the time i didn't want to continue with it but um i mean it's it's always constantly at the top of the list for one of the best horror games of all time um people are like this this is just freaky and amazing and it hits the mark every time which is which is good there that's why they keep bringing them out um you play you played alan wake right I did, I did. I didn't finish it though. Really? I didn't. That I, ending was great. It was really good. I heard. But it took a little bit to get to it because it, it kind of got the gameplay got a little repetitive. But I thought that was a really well done game too. It was like more of a psychological thriller, but it still it was freaky. You know, so it was like these jump moments that like would freak you out a little bit. And then they had all these like 
just really eerie, weird things that would go on. And then they brought out like DLC later on, which I was really excited about, and that stuff was even worse. Like they just they took everything that was weird about Alan Wake and just flipped it on its head and made it way weirder. Like they just did stuff that like just didn't even make sense, but it was super creepy and strange and just it was it was nuts. It was really nuts, but it was it was really good. Um, I loved the world that they built. That whole you know this writer who needs to get away, so he goes out to this quiet, serene town. Like you've heard that before, but then it's the way in which it was captured was just amazing. It was really good, and I hope they they make another one at some point. I don't think they will. They probably will. But I'd like I'd like to see a sequel to that. Um, they had talked about it. I did actually read today that there's potentially a rumor going around that Left 4 Dead 3 is in the works. No way. Oh, dude, please. Oh. Yes. It hasn't been announced, obviously, but like there's talk that there could be one coming out at some point. I didn't think that ever happened. I know. <laughs> well, honestly, like when they brought out uh, Evolve... I thought that would kind of be like that in some form or fashion, but mm-hmm. for me, that was a flop. I didn't buy it. Yeah, it, it no, it wasn't wasn't good. I, w- I wish it could have been good, but um, yeah, it was kind of a bummer. Um, I like to play it, but everybody said that it la- it's it's like a gimmicky game where the first couple of weeks it's really fun, but then pretty soon, like the game mechanics basically destroy the game itself because the way it's set up like if you don't have a good team you're basically doomed and left for dead was that way but you could still make it by without like if one guy was struggling there was still a chance but in this game it sounds like there is no chance like you're basically screwed if you don't have a good team together yeah that sucks i mean yes that's great for people who actually can have what have the crew together to actually jump on and do that but if you don't have a good a uh, good monster, you don't have a good crew. I mean, that's easily just your game falls apart. Oh yeah. Good, good I mean, in in theory that sounds amazing. But in practice that probably just doesn't work out too well. Right. I don't know. I haven't played it. I'm not going to play it. That sucks, but uh Oh well. Oh well. <laughs> so I mean, you want, go ahead. Yeah. No, go ahead. You want to talk about the top 5 uh 10 games they have on this uh Game Informer top 25 horror games of all time? So starting off, number ten is Condemned Criminal. Uh, sorry, <laughs> Criminal Origins, and this came out for Xbox 360, released in 2005. This actually looked pretty freaking scary. I remember the trailers that came out at the time, and I was like, man. And this was, I think, this was a release title for it too. At least like in the first year, it came out, and uh, I never got to play it. Uh, obviously, will not be playing it, but uh, it looked pretty scary. Second was Manhunt, which came out on PlayStation 2 and Xbox and PC. I wish I had played that. That I vaguely remember amazing, this. But at the time, vaguely. I was too young. Oh, yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I was, I was just way too young, and I was like, "There's, this is going to freak me out. But now I wish it was something I had gone through, because it's Rockstar. And, like, I would like to see what Rockstar could do with a, a horror game. I'm sure you can look it up on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, coming in number eight, Left 4 Dead. The first one on 360 and PC. Heck yeah. Released in 2007. Man, we had good times with this game. 
uh, for like three years straight every Christmas actually every uh, every Thanksgiving and Christmas we me Brett Travis and Lexi we get together and play this game and it was so good oh yeah Okay. Side by side screens, Ooh, screaming up, at each other. <laughs> Me and oh my uh, gosh, Travis's yeah. sisters in the background just egging us on, telling us to go left, right, watch out for the zombie. <laughs> uh, number seven, Last of Us, uh, PlayStation Four and PlayStation Three, released in 2013. Did uh, you find that to be scary? I I yeah, I found it to be thrilling, not scary. Yeah. Like these guys would jump out and like attack you, but I I played the uh, PlayStation Four remastered version. It felt dated. I know a lot of people liked it. I ended up just finishing the game, watching it online, and the story was great. But I just didn't like the gameplay. Great game though. I recommend it, even though I didn't play it. Uh, number six, Resident Evil Four, PlayStation Three, Xbox, Wii, PlayStation Two. Sorry, Xbox Three Sixty. Dang, GameCube, PC, and iOS. Released in 2005. They were busy. Yeah. I remember when this came out, people really liked it. You had to go into a town and, uh, I guess, uncover a mystery. He played as Leon Kennedy, which he seemed like a badass. But, um, yeah, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't get to play that one. Well, that's a bummer. I know. Which one was I that? Five? That was six? No, it wasn't even four. No, I mean, like, number six that you're on? Yeah, hey, that was number six. Okay. Um, so moving on to number five, we have a game that I'm not familiar with, but sounds amazing. Fatal Frame 2, The Crimson Butterfly. Apparently the first one was uh, so scary that the developers were afraid that people never finished it because they were scared out of their mind. So instead, they opened up with a second game and they focused more on the narrative so they wouldn't be so, uh, um, so they would get so into it that they would finish the game. So they were still going to scare the living bejesus out of these people, but they were like, well, if we give them a good story, maybe they'll, they'll play through it. And it worked. So it's basically two sisters that were in a village, and they get trapped inside these tortured souls. And the whole game mechanic was you with the camera as your weapon, and you have to stare at these spirits to um, hit the shot at the right moment to like capture them. And apparently it was super freaky, and they always show up everywhere. And I mean, they look like the, the girl from Fear Alma. And... Yeah, it's kind of frightening. Uh, number four was Amnesia the Dark Descent. Um, again, didn't get to play this, but it is recognized as one of the most scary titles from like last gen, um, as in like the 2010 era. Um, some places call it a AAA title, which I don't think it is because, um, oh, during the lull of the AAA titles, that's what they're saying. So this is one that came out on the mark because there was nothing else that was good. So then this game came along and finally there was like, wow, horror games can actually happen again. And you're basically by yourself and you walk around with like a little like torch and there's this thing that's trying to kill you. And you can't attack it, but you can run and hide and it's very tense. Um, Dead Space is number three, which again, as we mentioned earlier, was incredible really atmospheric the gameplay was awesome very claustrophobic feeling um very gross <laughs> but it was uh it was very well done start to finish amazing it was it was one of my favorites for sure 
And then they have Silent Hill 2, which, as we all know, was about to become Silent Hills in the future here, but that ended up getting canceled. But um, people definitely regard Silent Hill as one of the best horror games. And considering it was made back in 1999, like that's a pretty tall order to make something that had not great graphics scare people. And um, still to this day, people consider it one of the scariest games that they've ever played. And then uh, the number one game of all time came on the original PlayStation, which is amazing. And uh, Resident Evil 1 came out in 1996. I was six years old when that came out. Um, definitely wasn't going to be playing that at six years old. But it, it created a legacy. Like That was one of the original horror games that proved that horror could exist in video games. And to this day, it's still carrying, carrying true. I think they're bringing out a new Resident Evil soon. Um, I want to say 7. Resident Evil 7. But I know that Resident Evil kind of fell off the bandwagon for a little bit um, in later years. People weren't as into it as they once were. I don't know if you've heard the same thing, but that's kind of my impression with Resident Evil. Was like It started off really strong, and then it kind of hit a lull. And I don't know if it's bounced back yet. Probably not. <laughs> but yeah. I, I haven't heard that the, if the next one's going to be good or not. Um, I haven't been keeping up with it. I played Resident Evil yeah. 5. I thought that was really fun. It was like action packed. It actually had some like weight to the story. Uh, uh, six, I didn't, I didn't play, so I don't know. Yeah, yeah, but, but we'll see. We'll see what's up. So. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, I mean, there's even other games out there that are like scary but more thrilling. Like like going back to Bioshock, like that was freaky. I thought there was some freaky moments that just eerie and like weird stuff that happened like watching that the big daddy just kind of creep around he has this little girl that he's carrying carrying with him that's like and demented and then like they little girls come off and they go get the uh, what do you call it the tonics or whatever out of like injected out of people's bodies and it's just super super weird um, which I like you know I, li- I like I like the weird and I like the thrill of these games I'm not as much a fan of like just gross horror i'd rather it be something that's like on the edge of your seat thrilling and bioshock hit that alan wake hit that really well um I'm trying to think what else i played that was really oh you know what was really good outlast that was cool oh i really wanted to play that yeah. that looked really scary i was like a minute into that game and i almost peed my pants <laughs> there was this moment where like this thing just like you you have you're walking in the like I think the first room or something. You turn around, this thing like drops on you. It was one of those like shock factors, and I was here playing with a friend of mine, and we both like fell out of our chairs, like freaking out. It was it was nuts, but man, that was a good game. I uh, never finished it because I was a little freaked by it, but and here I am like older and still getting freaked out by that stuff, but it's good. I was quite a fan, but what else have you played in recent years, horror-wise? I've been trying to play Alien Isolation, but... Oh, that's uh, right. I haven't got very far. Yes, there is. I, I just got to like the, to where the uh, robots are. They're supposed to like follow you and try to kill you. Um, it just... I got to the part... I feel like people have played it now, so I'm just going to kind of talk about it and spoil some stuff. Yeah. If you haven't played it, uh, stop now. Sorry. <laughs> because of the end. Um, 
like when the alien actually came in it just was so staged and planned and like i knew it was coming and i was like well i am older and i i do i did i study film in high school i mean sorry <laughs> i studied film in college so i know uh i i can kind of sense these things happening and it happened and i was like oh that's scary and then like i don't know but there are some good parts in it like you do find people that are just running around who are trying to like who don't trust you and so they're trying to kill you i think that adds i think it's more of a thriller for me than as an actual horror game again i haven't i, I did get to one part the alien and it is very threatening but it was easy to get around and to actually continue my mission so yeah um Good, good moments, but I don't know if this is the best game. Um, yeah. Awesome. That's all I got, man. Well, I got one more thing that I just found out about that's kind of intriguing. We have a Walking Dead Season 3 coming out. No release date, but Telltale is bringing out a new Walking Dead, which gives me more hope for the, uh, the, the scary zombie survival horror type genre and um yeah they're working on that so we we will have one coming out probably next year awesome i'm excited can't wait one one of the best stories i've ever played yeah definitely yeah that that moment where you're walking through the zombies at the end of was the first one or the second one oh it's okay second one the, i'm gonna spoil it if you haven't seen it stop watching this now because <laughs> you're behind times <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're behind the times, but that was amazing. It was and then at the epic. end, where you have to decide, make a decision, what you're gonna do. You know what's gonna happen. You know it's like, do you do it or do you not do it? And that was one of the toughest decisions I ever made. It was but good. I did it. It was good. I finished. Season it. two is worth every penny that you pay for yeah, it. It really is. Yeah, Clementine was a great character to lead into that because you felt she she was this badass girl that was like super young but had more sense than any of the adults in this world. It was insane. Like everybody else was blinded by greed and um, yeah, just like they're they're blind. And here she is. She's like a nice, genuinely nice person in this world of like people that just want to like steal from each other and rob from each other and that was really awesome they they really created a great character with her 10 out of 10 <laughs> 10 out of 10, 10, out of 10. indeed uh, indeed, indeed. alright well, let's wrap this thing up uh, yeah. next time on the inner gamer we'll be talking about the different consoles that have come out and most particularly the um, Call of Duty Black Ops 3 console which some people have some indifference about but uh We'll, we'll let you know our favorite consoles that have come out on PS4 and on PlayStation, which ones we would buy, which ones we wouldn't buy. So Yeah, definitely want to buy the Call of Duty one. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler. Uh, anyway, all right. But here we go. But yeah, everybody, thanks for, uh, thanks for listening. As always, you can find us on SoundCloud. We're at soundcloud.com slash the hyphen inner hyphen gamer. Um, follow us, like us, share us on the Twitter sphere um, and Facebook, all that jazz. We're also now on iTunes, so please leave us an iTunes review. Um, let us know how we did. If it's a bad review, um, email us instead. 
and let us know what we did wrong, and then we'll fix it, and then you can leave us a good review. Uh, you can email us at hello at theinnergamer.net. And um, as you know, my name is Brett Yanoski. You can find me on Twitter at B Yanoski, Y-A-N-O-S-K-I, and Austin. I've actually changed my Twitter since the last podcast. You can find me at Austin underscore Morales. That's M-O-R-A-L-E-S. Yes. Nice. That's easier to spell. I like it. I like it a lot. (laughs) Sweet. Well, thank you guys for joining in. And until next time. You've been listening to The The Inner Gamer. Oh, my God.